Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. David, I think this is the first episode we recorded since your birthday. Happy birthday. Um, has it been? Yeah, I guess it has been. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. it. David is Getting now old. 53, is it? Fuck you. You're an asshole. <laughs> 48. Uh, the best part about it is I know I'm older, so there's no way yeah. you're 53. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I had a, uh, a frenemy. You know, like you have frenemies, right? You have, you have guys that like you kind of you know you get along with but you know if push came to shove they wouldn't have your back yeah i think i'm recording with one right now (laughs) oh that's fucked up uh i've got one of those that i worked with before and uh, that person posted on on one of the social media networks and said hey happy 53rd birthday or something (laughs) like that and i'm like you so clearly I, i joke i mean i would i would trust you with my life but i will say this Whenever I text hot chocolate something and it sounds at all suspect, he writes back, who do I got to kill? Where do I got to be? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, David, uh, you mentioned to me the other day, which is, I think, the first time you've ever mentioned these words. You played golf today. I did. Didn't we talk about this last week? We did not. We did not talk about it. I didn't no. tell you I was taking golf lessons. I don't think you did. You right. told me you were smacking balls around. <laughs> I don't think you ever, <laughs> oh, and, and, I don't think yeah, you ever well, mentioned golf. No, I don't think you mentioned it, it at all. It. Because I was pretty surprised when you told me that uh, via text. Really? Yeah. Because we talked about golf and you were, t- remember last week you were like, oh, you know, we only, you know, I, one of my cousins takes it too seriously mm-hmm. and me and my other cousins, we just, you know, we just kind of joke around. All right. Well, yeah, no, the, uh, the wife got a wild hair and uh, she's been flying to Chicago for work quite a bit and every time she's out there for some sort of a gathering they always end up going out to play golf and she's like yeah no uh so finally she is like i gotta learn how to play golf so i'm like all right i'll do it with you so um for her birthday which just recently passed happy birthday dear uh i bought her some lessons and coincidentally bought me some lessons too because i'm like all right well she's gonna take lessons and <laughs> i gotta take birth- lessons happy birthday to me <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah and he's a he's a pga tour golf pro and he's i played see this we did talk about this last week because i told you i played in college and you were like hold on you didn't play for the university oh, you maybe. played while you were in college maybe right? it's, it's yeah. coming back to me now all right and i'm the old one you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. all right so anyways, yeah. So we we did talk about it. But anyways, the uh the 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 guy that's given us lessons is awesome. He's fixed a ton of like corrections with my swing and I'm actually hitting the ball straight and today was the first time in I want to say 20 years maybe even more than 20 years that I actually played golf on a golf course. Wow. So when and it he, was a hundred and fucking five degrees out while I was doing it, yeah. it was miserable. You played it. You played it on molten lava. Um, <laughs> when he's teaching your wife some swings and stuff, is it one of those like you see in movies where he wraps his arms around her and yeah. is like, "You gotta straighten out your arms," and 
No, nothing like that. <laughs> no, not, not nothing like that. Although it's, from the look on your face, you wish it was, don't you? <laughs> that, I can see you envisioning it. And by the way, get my fucking wife out of your mind, dirty bastard. That would be. And a murder occurred in Arizona this weekend, and the, the man <laughs> used a nine iron. <laughs> well, I will tell you this: the technology has gotten ridiculously good. So. It used to be like, I never took an actual lesson, but I've had lessons from people and it's kind of like, oh, okay, I think you're doing this and I think you're doing that. Which is also now, dangerous, right? Because they give you what they believe are recommendations. And so the group I played with last week, one of the guys, Yanni gave all these recommendations to El Guapo and then El Guapo actually buys stuff from a golf pro and he was telling the golf pro and the guy's like, that's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he told you is wrong. Do not do. <laughs> Fuck you, Yanni. Fuck you. Anyways, um, so yeah, so that was the old way. The new way, you, you go in this room and there's a big screen in front of you that looks like a golf course. Yep. And then you, you know, you swing a club, you hit a ball, it hits the screen, and then the screen shows you where the ball would have went, and then it gives you all this data. Yep. Like your, the angle of your club head and the pitch and the ball, your swing speed and the speed that the ball leaves the club and, and it's ridiculous and that's cool. Right. But the coolest part about it was they have cameras all around you. So when you, you hit the ball bad, shit, did it like turn the whole totally, room around? They have, they have, well, no, they have two cameras, one behind you, one, one uh, in front of you. But when you hit the ball bad. They go, you can look at the footage and he says, oh, see so your swing here. See what you're doing. You dropped your elbow. You, you, you did this, you did that. Your stance is a little bit off. So you get like all this ridiculous feedback and it's super slow motion. So you actually like get to watch your swing on a camera and he just sits there with a pointer and just like, you did this wrong and you did this wrong and you did this wrong. So do you feel, look, it's, I, the fact that you didn't play a bunch, I think helps, right? So, yeah, I forgot a lot of the bad habits that do, I had. Do you sure. think that this kind of approach slash training slash videos could get in your head a little bit where you're kind of like overthinking when you're trying to swing? Well, but that's 100% the game of golf, mm -hmm. right? In order to have a good swing, you need to do like 17 things really well, right? So when, when you're, and by the way, I don't do those things really well. Mm -hmm. I do them okay. To the point of where I can hit the ball straight, probably 70 to 75% of the time. And then the other 25, it's off to the right or off to the left. Right. So, which by the way is, you know, way better than before where it was like a coin flip. Like, ah, I don't know where this is going. Everybody get out of the way. <laughs> Up, I killed the gopher. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the worst part about it is everybody loves to have a house on the golf course in Arizona. Right. Yeah, I don't so, know. I do not understand those people. Yeah. And, and, and these fairways are usually pretty fucking slim. So the margin of error for a guy like me, it could be 40 yards wide. To a pro, that's like a freaking, it's like hitting in heaven, right? To a guy like me, I'm like, holy shit, this is like a bowling alley. If I just like shank this just a tad, I could be doing damage to somebody's house. Yeah. So I know somebody who lives on the golf course and I talked to them about that once and they're like, oh yeah, balls come through, balls come through the glass all the time. <laughs> they're like, we've gone to... The couple windows, the yeah, the couple windows that are facing the course, they're like, now when they get broken, we go to a more of like a plexiglass type replacement rather than glass. Yeah. He's yeah. like, but that's happened quite a few times, actually, where a ball has come through a fucking window. 
Yeah, I've talked to enough folks that live on golf courses. They're like, hey, when you when you buy a house on a golf course, that's what you're signing up for. Yeah. <laughs> so the only thing I've ever gotten like super analyzed like you did for your stuff was my driver. And you know, I got a new driver a couple of years ago and I went through that whole same process. Like I got in front of the screen, I did the swing and things like that. <laughs> so do you have like a ridiculously over like valued set of clubs for your skill level? Um probably, but they're not that expensive. <laughs> but they're still oh, probably okay. more than my skill level should have. <laughs> <laughs> um I think the look, I bought the set at the end of the year, right? So I got a pretty good price. They were trying to kind of blow them out. Mm-hmm. And I guesstimate I spent about a thousand dollars just a guess. I don't remember, but like, um, uh, El Guapo just went for a a set of clubs and he paid like four times that three or four times that. Yeah. And I I guarantee you he's paying more than his, his level of expertise (laughs) that I can promise you. I I didn't want to be that guy. Like, you know, I do fairly well for myself. So I could have went out and bought a really nice set of clubs and I'm like, no, I'm not going to be that guy that shows up with the, you know, $5,000 kit of clubs on the golf course and then can't hit the ball straight right i'm like I, I can't i won't be that guy well it's like the guy who buys a sports car and doesn't know how to drive stick and they're like ur, 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 ur. <laughs> like yeah you, you just don't want to do that so yeah um so i was saying so when i got my swing analyzed i got just a driver swing analyzed the guy said to me i'll never forget this he goes your swing is rather violent <laughs> <laughs> so i go what do you mean? He goes, well, you, you pull back the way you're supposed to nice and slow. And then he's like, you swing so fast. He's like, look, you, you hit it really straight. So he's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. So he's like, but we got to get you a club head that takes that into account. So he, he did. He got me. I don't know if it was a graphite, but it's called a flex thing. And it, it takes into yeah. account the way I swing. So that helps. Um, but yeah, I still never forget that. He's like, your swing is violent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, like Lamar on, uh, revenge of the nerds. God, this is dating me. Cause this movie is from like the eighties, yeah. but he was limp wristed. So when they were doing the Olympics, they got him a limp wristed, uh, javelin yes. so that he can do that. And it like, it was a flex javelin. <laughs> the guy's like, what is that? They're like, no, no, no. It's been designed for how he throws. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. So I, I don't know. We're, I'm enjoying it. You know what it is? I mean, this is this is golf. You, you know, 80% of the shots are shit, but like the two shots you hit that are amazing, you're like, oh, this is great. I can't wait to come back and play again. Well, so for me, like, I think I have four or five shots during the day that I'm like, if I was a pro, that's what it would look like. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I ever hope is like do it all on one hole. Right. So I can get like a par <laughs> or a birdie or something like that. So I actually got my first par today. It was a par three, but it was the first time I actually ever legit three shots. None of them. They weren't drops. They weren't moves. They weren't any of that. They weren't, there was, there were no mulligans involved. I actually teed off, hit, hit the ball onto the green from the tee box. And missed the first putt and then sunk the second. So, nice. I mean, but that was the first time ever in my life that I've actually had a legitimate par. That's nice. You know, the thing is, is now you can, when you play, you'll be like, I just want a golf term, right? <laughs> because you have par, you have double, bogey, eagle, all that kind of shit. But once mm-hmm. you get up to like six over, it, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no words. <laughs> so you're just like, I just want golf terms now when I play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's no, good. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. other than the 105 degrees out. It was it was amazing. Very nice. Um, do you drive the cart? Of course, right. That's that's the most fun of the whole day. I actually let my son drive it. He right. he enjoyed. I, I do occasionally, but yeah, he 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 enjoys just whipping the cart around the corner. We didn't flip it, so gotcha. almost. 
Um, so I'm going to, I want to talk about stuff that's on TV right now. And then I, I want to talk about something that happened at work. So it's not an easy segue. So I'm just going to go into it. So we had as the violence across America continues um, at schools and everything like that. We had a fucking shooting in our Atlanta office. Oh, Jesus. And not a, not a random act either. The lady, um, I, I don't think she got fired, but I've been reading stuff she's been posting on LinkedIn. Uh, to be honest, she seems what medical people who are friends of mine have said, she seems bipolar. Um, so this was a female shooter? Yeah, so it was a female shooter. That's rare. Yeah, she was, um, like I said, she, she doesn't work for the firm anymore. She's only been gone six, eight months, something like that. She but made, clearly still held a grudge. Correct. She made a ton of allegations, which is my understanding. They've been thrown out in court. But her allegations were, and look, I don't, I don't want to be a naysayer, but her allegations were things like the firm worked with my um, apartment's uh, management company for them to let somebody from the firm in so they could rob my safe. Look, that wow. just doesn't seem like something you need to see in a movie. A, a multi-billion dollar firm... <laughs> Is going to risk going under to get into your safe, which probably at best has a few thousand dollars. Well, it was she said to have to get to information that she had. So my understanding is also all of her claims. Hold have on, been, you sure her name wasn't Trump? No, yeah, no. Oh no, wait, was this is the Malargo thing. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then they found Are you stuff. In, these stories they up? found stuff in the toilet. No. Um. So that was the claim that was made. Like I said, I was saying my, my understanding is they've been thrown out of court already in the mm -hmm. past, but look, it, th there could be some truth to some of the claims she made, but definitely not some of the other ones. Like there's no way we were working with her management company to get into her. It just doesn't make sense. But so what she did was she targeted, and it wasn't like just random shootings of people. She targeted, she went to the management company. She shot two people there. I believe one died, one's still alive. Then she went to the firm, and because she hasn't been gone that long, she saw somebody she knew. She was like, hey, how's it going? They let her in. She went in and shot this guy. So, oh, wow. um, And he's, he died. So she killed two people. Um, I'm not going to give names and stuff like that, but you can easily Google Atlanta office shooting, and all you'll get all the information you want from that. But it was pretty crazy. Uh, pretty crazy week. Yeah, that is that is pretty scary. Um, it, it's, it's weird because – that brings up the point of like, all right, so, you know, you've had employees. I've had hundreds of employees throughout my career, right? And not all of them are grade A students, right? Yep. So, you know, I've had to fire my share, fair share of people. And I always try and do that with some level of respect so that they can never come back and say that, you know, it was you were disrespectful, you were a bad boss whatever they, they can say i'm a bad boss but the reality is you know if they were a good employee doesn't matter how bad of a boss i was you'd still have a job yeah you know nobody you know it's funny no and, and i've said this before nobody gets fired because they're a bad employee right especially in the corporate world as soon as you get fired it's because i was old because i was young because i was black because i was white like there's always yeah, a legal yeah. issue that it's comes up rather yeah. than you just might not have been good at your role and look i think like I deal a lot with the HR in my group, so um, I'm probably a target of many people who've gotten let go in the past. Um, <clears throat> even though the Me Too movement uh, didn't affect me, hopefully, <laughs> um, <laughs> not yet, no, motherfucker. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I, similar to what you're saying, is that's the process we go through, right? We I always talk to people where I kind of give them an opportunity of like, 
hey, this is not going the way you think it's going. So you either have um, a couple months to go find something, or unfortunately, this discussion is going to end in a very different way in a few months if you don't either improve or maybe find another job. So all that plays. But they can never play. say like I had no warning. Yeah, although right. they probably do. Yeah, well, yeah. Some people are. It's amazing though. We fired people who've been on performance improvement plans, PIPs, and have had like seven meetings, have had stuff in writing, um, and they're always like, oh, this is such a surprise. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, I had HR call me once and said, That's oh, why you're getting fired. Yeah. This should not have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it appears your uh, logic function is off. So <laughs> I had somebody who we did that. We talked through. She, she actually got a job before we left, but in her exit interview, she tells HR, She's like, I had no warning that they thought I wasn't a good employee. So HR called me up, and I keep track, track of this. So I pulled out my book, and I was like, on January 4th, on May 3rd, on this date, these were the people in the room. It was never just me because like, we don't. if you have a negative review, it's never just you in the room mm -hmm. um, because the firm has warned us. And look, it's unfortunate, but if you're a man and it's a woman, they're like, you got to have somebody else in the room because God forbid that you give them a bad review or you give them, um, if they're unhappy with something, you never want them to claim that it was a sexual advance or things like that. Right. So, and look, I guess a guy could do it too. I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype, you know, I am a sexy bitch. So, but. Oh yeah. Sexy motherfucker. Right. So, I mean, like, they, like I said, there's no easy segue to that, but it, that's just been a crazy week. And, you know, one of the guys I work with, Frenchie's really been shaken up a little bit because even though he's in New York, he works with a guy out of the Atlanta office or, or mm. just did work with the guy. Yeah. The Atlanta office, definitely right? brings it all home. Yeah. So, well, at least yeah. it wasn't a, a random shooting, which I, you know, look, no shooting is good. Right. I mean, ever, but you know, the, the worst ones are the ones where a guy shows up unexpectedly at, I don't know, the Boston marathon or, you know, just something like that where you just, it's completely random. You were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Stuff like that is um to me at least very disturbing because you, you know somebody rolled the dice and your your number didn't come up yeah. so fuck that you know when it's targeted when, when when someone's going after someone i could at least take an ounce of comfort in the fact that okay it wasn't some random like do you remember when the uh Virginia, I had just moved my family to Virginia. The gas station shooter, right? He was the gas station gas shooter station, right? who was who was shooting at people while they're filling up their tanks with a high-powered rifle from mm -hmm. like a mile away. That's fucking scary, right? Because there's no rhyme or reason. If you just happen to be getting gas at the wrong time, you're fucked. Yeah, and you know, people at the time, and I don't mean to make light of this, but at the time, people were like, it's a terrorist attack. So oh, I'm yeah, because like, 9-11 had happened not too long before. But I'm that. like, so... The last terrorist attack, these guys put this master plan together, stole four planes, flew them, and then flew them into a building. And this guy's taking off one person at a time. You think it's another terrorist? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the logic doesn't flow there. So, yeah. but yeah. So the, the other thing, like when I worked in New Rochelle, like I didn't get shot, but in the store I worked in, a bullet came through the fucking window and, you know, just went into the Was wall. It the one on Main Street? Yeah, the one on Main Street. A bullet came oh, through the wall, and we had, like, cops had to come in and all that stuff. Yeah. So that would, wow. you hear that all the time. Like, people are like, oh, I was just shopping, and boom, they get shot. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you, you ever wanted to re fire someone really bad and, and had the opportunity to do it? There, let's just say there's been some people who've deserved it. Like, I don't yeah. take I, pride in it, but there's people who was like, yeah, this guy, like, I'm ready. 
yeah i've had to let go enough people in my career to where it's it's it still doesn't ever sit well with me but there was one employee that i had at this one place where they up and walked out one day they were just angry they had they were having a bad morning and they just left and um and then the shit show that ensued after that was just a, a series of follies where like the entire office was in an upheaval because this one person decided that they were having a bad day and just walked out on their job. Well, the next day when that person came in, I was so fired up. I had like the whole night before I'm like, I cannot wait. I couldn't sleep. I was like, I cannot wait to, to walk this person out in front of the entire office the following day. And it was only once in my entire career have I ever taken pleasure in letting someone go because it's a human being with a family and kids and, you know, responsibilities and a mortgage and stuff like that. But man, this one time I was like, oh, I cannot wait to do it. And I was so fired up during the meeting too. I was shaking. I was like, oh, like I, I get the reasons why, but it still sounds kind of maniacal that you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So have you been watching um, The Sandman on Netflix? I have not. I have not. I've heard good things about it, and I do remember. The, in fact, I still have some of the issues of the original comic book series. Dude, I, I don't think we've talked about it other than maybe that it was coming up because I mm -hmm. just binged it all over like four or five days. It is fantastic. Good. Yeah. It, is the, it is a comic book on screen. So the last time I saw a comic book on screen, and, and for people who – have ever seen the movie Sin City. Sin City, yeah, yep. I was thinking the same thing. That was legitimately, and, and this story is much better than Sin City, but Sin City was like, oh my God, this is literally the fucking comic on the screen. Um, and that's what The Sandman is. It has, it is, it was fantastic. I started re-watching it because now I'm like, I'm going back and reading the comic and then watching it. And it's, some of the scenes are so fucking perfect to the comic. It's incredible. So anybody out there who is not watching The Sandman on Netflix, I highly, highly recommend you give it a whirl. Um, it has just been fantastic. Is it a uh, limited series? Is it going to have multiple seasons? What is it? So right now, it's while it's 11 episodes, it's a 10-story arc, and then there's a bonus 11th episode that doesn't tie to the other ones. Um, they have. There's not been any talk about whether it'll be another season or things like that, but... It has been number one in like 60 of the Netflix countries. I don't even know how many countries Netflix is in, but it has been getting such rave reviews and such um, boffo numbers. They'll they'll continue one. I will say the old series like had 75 issues, so they got to wait. These networks are getting really, really picky with, you know, you said it was like number one. Um, they're, they're the... The amount of time that it's on that top 10 list is mm -hmm. particularly on Netflix. Uh, doesn't always equate to whether or not they're going to pick it up for another season. I'll give you a perfect example. My son and I, a couple weeks ago, we're sitting at home one day with nothing to do. And we look, we pull up Netflix and there's the top 10. And number two was a show called Resident Evil. If you remember, <laughs> Resident Evil was a video game back yes. in like the 80s or 90s, right? So we're like, all right, let's, yeah, cool, let's watch it. So we watched the first maybe two episodes and we're like, okay, no, this is pretty good. Like we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. We'll, we'll finish it off. Just today I was listening to the news on the radio in the car. They said that Netflix did not pick it up for a second season. 
So no, I'm done. Like I've, I've I'm not watching the rest of this because I know there's going to be a cliffhanger ending, and I'm not never going to know how it ends, and I yeah. fucking hate that. Yeah, uh, nobody likes that. Like when you told me to watch that DB Cooper special that had no conclusion. Um, <laughs> you know, some of the things that play into it is how much it cost, right? So like a couple of years ago, there was the Swamp Thing TV series, and I never watched it. Yeah, but supposedly it was very, very highly um, loved by like critics and and you know common folk, and they canceled it because they were like, "This show is so fucking expensive to make; it's just not worth it." And look, yeah. Netflix, just like a lot of other shows, have run into some problems lately. They've been running out of money, and they've been like trying to cut corners and saying like their their stock is bouncing all over the place. So it doesn't surprise me. The one thing that I do find really funny is Sandman is from DC Comics. Mm -hmm. DC Comics is owned by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is owned by HBO, and HBO passed on it. So huh. it, it's just, it's another thing where Netflix is like, fuck you, <laughs> right? Like, you guys well, have a chance. You own the property, and you didn't make it. Yeah, DC doesn't exactly have a great record when it comes to blockbuster movies. <laughs> no, movies, no. The TV shows, some of them have been on for years. I mean, they're still struggling with things like The Flash, Green Arrow, Green Lantern movies were horrible. Like, yeah, yeah they still can't kind of get their shit together. So same, same vein, Amazon has yes. been producing this Lord of the Rings called The, Power, the, the Rings of Power. It's, yeah. it's a prequel to The Lord of the Rings. Uh, the, thankfully, before J.R.R. Tolkien died, he wrote a bunch of texts. I wouldn't even call them books or stories because... Somebody had to come in later and like stitch them all together into stories. But Didn't he had his kids he had, stitch them together. I think. Yeah, his his kids got involved. He he had liner notes on everything. Like every time you introduce a new character, he would have like a if if you bought the original Lord of the Rings books, there was an index that was like half the size of the book with all of the 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 notes for characters with their backstories. So somebody had to go through all that shit and pull it all together. Anyways. Amazon has bet the farm on this Rings of Power series, which the first episode I believe is coming up in a week. The preliminary viewings, people are saying it's really good, but it is the most expensive television show in the history of television. Jesus. Um, each episode has cost like over like, I want to say a hundred million. I haven't, it, it was a while ago that they did it and they're going to be our episodes, a hundred million for a, for a two hour movie is nothing right? Mar Marvel will blow three, $400 million on an Avengers movie. Right? So it's, it's not unheard of, but I saw an article with one of the executives and he essentially said that, Hey, if this doesn't work, we have no reason to be here. Like Amazon studios, the company that they formed to create all this content. We don't belong in this business. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's a huge statement. They're betting the farm on this. And I'm sure, you know, Jeff Bezos, though he's not involved anymore. Jeff Bezos is like, oh, let me tell you, if this doesn't work, you definitely have no need to be here. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Amazon Studios might, but you don't. So, you know, the interesting thing about it. So there were six movies, right? There were the three Lord of the Rings, and then a few years later, they made the three Hobbit movies. And yeah. look, I, I know I'm going to get fucking shit for this. I wasn't that big of a fan of the movies. I thought they were slow. I thought they were, let me walk yeah. here. Let me get here. Me. Let me keep walking. You're dead to me. It wasn't Fuck for you. me. So the thing is, though, which I- By the I, way, my I, wife feels the same. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that I thought was really interesting is I heard that 
the family who still owns the rights to the movies and and the token shit, they said they didn't want Peter Jackson involved with this, which mm. was kind of surprising considering basically every one of the other movies, the six movies, made a billion dollars worldwide. Every single one of them, or very close, like 950, yeah. 960. Like I looked it up. Uh, every one of them basically made around a billion dollars, and they were like, we don't want this guy involved with it. So that just surprised the shit out of me that something went bad sideways there somehow that they didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Hollywood's a pretty fucked up community. Yes. I'm sure there was some some back office shit going on there. Uh, along the uh, same vein, the uh, HBO just released the House of the Dragon, the prequel to the uh, Game of Thrones series yes. which i was a huge fan of and read almost all the books i still haven't read the last one because i'm waiting for the final fucking two books to come out before this guy dies <laughs> it's, i'm telling anyways, you it's not gonna happen yeah, i know cliffhanger <laughs> anyways the first episode was really good so in fact it broke <laughs> it broke hbo's servers <laughs> uh they could stream uh there's too many people requesting it at the same time was there any starbucks cup in this episode like uh the there last season just there was none yeah how is your son adjusting to school? Good, good. Um, surprisingly, he every weekend he's wanted to come home. I, I thought he'd be like me, like when I left. The, I mean, granted, I moved across the country, so coming home for the weekend wasn't an option. But I, I thought he was just gonna, you know, kind of all right. See you at Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. And no, every weekend he's come home. We've had a good time just hanging out today. We were watching football, which. It's nice that football's back on TV. This was like kind of the first weekend where we had college and regular football back on TV. So we had a good boys' day. We played golf. We watched football. We're going to go out to dinner after we're done recording this. So, nice. uh, yeah, good, good weekend. But one of the things that he's been all excited about is he's rushing a fraternity. Uh, I think Rush actually starts tomorrow. So, um, and it made me think of, and, and I'm not going to tell any stories now, but. I've somehow categorized my entire collegiate, you know, career and boxed it up and put it away. And I haven't told any fraternity stories. And I have fucking dozens of really good, funny fraternity stories. I'll bring them up as it makes sense to, but I just, when he's expressed an interest in rushing the fraternities, I, I immediately a flood of memories came back and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, how have we done 88 episodes now? And I, I don't think I've talked about the fraternity once. Well, you and I was in, I spent six years in it. Yeah. The one story you talked about was some of the parties, right? You talked about the alcohol and things like that, but yeah, you don't, you don't talk about it a lot, but then again, I wasn't sure if that's something where, you know, you keep saying like, I don't want to get too much personal stuff because my kids listen to this. So, Oh, my kids are both adults now. So yeah. they weren't when we started this. <laughs> so I listened to um, the Dave Chang podcast and he just said recently, I heard him say that somebody asked him about his kids listening to it. And he said, look, I don't, I don't know if my kids will ever listen to this. And he said, and I don't know if I even hope if they do or not. He goes, but the fact that it's out there, and this is the same thing I said, the fact that it's out there and gives them the ability to listen to me and, and some of our earlier ones see me and, and hear stories and things like that. He's like, I think that's great. And so do I. And that's why, like, look, some of these stories I'd rather, some of these stories I shouldn't repeat at all. <laughs> yes. <on> a podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, that. does he tell as bad a story as you do? <laughs> Sometimes. No, what I love about him is he is, does not give a shit about political correctness. 
Um, so I, I appreciate that side of his show. I but. wish I could be, I've tried to be that person so many times where I'm just like, fuck this. This is how I feel. I don't care. But there's always an angel on my shoulder. There's a devil too, but there's always an angel on my shoulder where I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't say that. Yeah. See, I, I am, I'm a very big believer in funny is funny. Right. And even if it's fucking wrong, it's funny. And a perfect example of that is this weekend we had a bar. Sorry, last weekend we had a barbecue at the house, and a bunch of people were here. And Big Daddy's wife was a top ranked, literally like number six in the state shooter. She, you know, she did her, her almost her whole childhood. She went to competitions and all this different stuff, and she was number six in Connecticut at one point. Their daughter has now taken on the same thing. And she's, you know, kind of rising in the ranks. She's still relatively new at it, but she's rising in the ranks. Um, and she really likes it and things like that. And so in at the barbecue, there were people who had never met her. And they were like, oh, well, what do you shoot? And I, of course, being me, I said, minorities. Joking around. <laughs> the best part of that was the loudest laugher at the table was El Guapo, who is Ecuadorian. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, he laughed harder than everybody else, which I laughed too. And I was like, that made me laugh because I'm like, you of all people shouldn't have liked that joke. So <laughs> it's one of those things like, look, clearly I don't fucking mean it, but I think it's funny. And now the problem is they're saying they're shelving movies that the comedies are too racy or too inappropriate. And so they're not they're not going to put them out. There's one with Jamie Foxx and Robert Downey Jr. where Robert Downey Jr. plays a Mexican in it. They said they're shelving it because, like, basically society cannot see this movie. He did Tropic Thunder, and he did Blackface in the movie. Let that me, movie's still available, but this one isn't? Let me tell you, that movie would not come out today. Ben Stiller Oh, went, I know that. Yeah. I know that for a fact, but... So, this this Jamie Foxx movie, it hadn't been created yet? Or no, it's it was, supposedly fully done. It's been on a shelf for a while, and they finally oh, officially so said, we're, we're not releasing it. It hasn't been yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. You know... I got I got wrapped up in in TikTok hell last night. My 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 wife is out of town, so I'm I'm had nothing to do, right? So I'm sitting on the couch and I pull up not necessarily TikTok, I think it was YouTube, but most of the videos on YouTube are like have the TikTok logo on them, so you know they're all coming off of TikTok. So just just a quick question, was Pornhub down? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no so comment. no. <laughs> you did that after. Got it. Wow. For the listeners out there, he better not edit out that fucking silence. Because <laughs> that was a body blow. The man got. Stunned. I was actually going to say something else, but my kids listen to this, and I don't want to. But see, I, I that's don't, what I mean. See, I don't need Pornhub. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I'm in, I'm in TikTok hell. I'm in TikTok hell, right? And um, fuck, where was I going with this? What were we talking about before? Are you damn it, bastard? <laughs> Videos. Oh, stuff that can't yeah, yeah. that can't like you know. Um, my son and I were actually talking about like Tropic Thunder and. Uh, Blazing Saddles oh of all God. movies, yeah. right? Like talk about stuff that you can't get away with. But anyways, there are these TikTok videos <clears throat> and I don't, <clears throat> I think the name of the guy that does it, it's called Prater U, like Prater University type things. Cause all of his, um, all of his videos are on campus. And so he dresses up as like uh, a Mexican with like a sombrero and like, like way overdone. Right. Is he, is and, he Hispanic at all? No, no, no. Oof. He's white. White as okay. white can be. Right. And he's walking around campus and he's like, does, does, do my clothes offend you? And all these white people are like, 
I can't believe you're doing this. This is bullshit. This is racism. I'm completely offended. He, and all these white people are just like over the edge. Like they cannot stand it. Like take that shit off now. He goes to like the equivalent of like Chinatown for like Mexicans. And it's surrounded by like tons. Uh, clearly they're all Mexican. They fucking love him. He's <laughs> like, are you offended by my outfit? And he's like, no, that's amazing. I haven't seen this in forever. Dude, where did you get that? And they're, they're just loving the fact that he's wearing their cultural kind of, you know, iconic clothing. And it, it, and then he does the same thing with like, you know, like a kimono for like Japanese and he does. So he's just trying to stir people up. Yeah. But the point of the whole thing was the people that are getting offended are not the people that should be offended. The people that should be offended aren't offended by half the shit that we do. So I heard that the, the, the reason why that's happening, and you're not the first person I've heard say that, is somebody sees the situation and they're like, oh, I should be offended by that. Or I think the other people would be offended by it, so I got I to gotta answer that I'm offended. And look, I, they could be. I'm not saying they are or aren't, but... You're I thinking think, it's like the herd slash mob mentality. They get caught where in a cycle almost. If I don't look offended, yeah. people are going to think I'm racist. Yeah. Yeah. I, my son and I were talking about this the other day too, like the whole mob mentality thing. Cause he's going to parties, you know, he's having a good time and sometimes fights break out. And I'm like, look, just, you know, don't do the whole herd mentality. Don't do what everybody else is mm -hmm. doing. And a perfect example, January 6th, right? You get a bunch of people. They're all in the same place. Somebody riles them up. I'm not going to say who. We all know who. They all go and they all get arrested, right? And now you got guys that are on the line for 15 to 20 years in prison. And they're sitting there going, I don't know what I did wrong. All I did was follow everybody else. Well, that was what that was what you did wrong. Like you shouldn't have. Yeah, there's, there's so, a lot of wars that have been fought for those exact same reasons, oh, right? Where people following yeah. people they shouldn't. But we're seeing just so much of that now. Yeah. And look, you see it, look, even forget about like not even bringing in politics or um, genocide, which I did. Um, <laughs> even just little things like if somebody's doing something annoying at like a coffee shop, right? Nobody says anything, nobody says anything, nobody says anything. And then all of a sudden, one person says something. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, yeah, you should stop doing that. Like everybody starts chiming in because, like you said, there's, there's strength in numbers, there's a herd mentality, all those different things. So, it's uh, I don't know if that stuff's going to change, but it's just unfortunate that comedy is going to take the biggest hit from this. You're still going to make your fucking dramas. Yeah, you're still going to make your anything. yeah. You're still going to make yeah. your books change to to movies, shit like that. Comedies are going to take the biggest hit from this, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so I got a I got a question for you, Dave. Being a techie, mm -hmm. the cloud is huge right now, right? Amazon has their version of the cloud. Cloud Google has their version. The Microsoft has their version. Everybody has a cloud of some kind. Where is that shit stored? Actually, in the cloud, Michael. <laughs> it's stored in the cloud. Is there like these? <laughs> thank you. Is there like these <laughs> huge farms of shit places? And then there's a backup. Like there's a backup in Cleveland and a backup in Arizona and a backup in Vegas. Like, what's happening in the background on this stuff? I th I can't pinpoint the birthplace of the cloud, the term, the cloud, but I can tell you that Google, when they first came out in early 2000, um, did something that no one had ever really done before. And instead of getting a room with the most expensive server you can buy, 
and then running your software on that server, they went and got a whole bunch of old desktop computers that nobody was using. And they filled up like gymnasiums with rows and rows of all these computers. They networked them all together and collectively they became Google, right? So they had this load balancer where somebody would query something and the load balancer would say, Hey, computer 49 is not busy right now. You take care of this. Okay. And it would, you know, basically direct traffic. Um, Google was really one of the first big companies to do that. Uh, and then obviously, you know, people started catching on. Holy crap. I didn't know that you could do that. And then everybody started doing it. And then they thought, well, Hey, what if we did the same thing with storage? Okay. What if we did the same thing with computing power? What if you can lease computing power from one of these 10,000 computers and most of them, I mean, any web server, any server that's out there, it's working really hard for like two hours a day. And then the other 22 hours, it's probably not doing much, not all at one time, but like spread over the day, they don't really work hard the entire time. So someone came up with a really brilliant idea that said, Hey, well, what if when they're not really busy, why don't we sell that to somebody? So now all of a sudden you've got computers that are spread throughout the world, all networked together. Okay. And you can run software on them. AWS, Amazon web services is one of the vendors that we use. You can, you can store stuff out there. You can, they have these little bin container type like technologies where you can package stuff up and it's in, you know, it's encrypted and nobody can see it and nobody can touch it except for you. You're the only person that has access to it. Um, I mean, blockchain technology current, like modern day cryptocurrencies is based on some very similar principles. Yeah. So, so yeah, I know I just got on the soapbox, but yeah, I know a little bit about cloud. So does that mean, I know it's probably going to be a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because that's how I roll. Um, does that mean like in essence that there's a P like not for, I'm not talking about like the Google and the Amazon, it's not the big boys, but for anything else in the background, like you're talking about storage and using other computers on the network mm -hmm. is does somebody have the ability to use some of my storage and me not know it. Your storage isn't your storage. You own a pocket of space somewhere out on one of a million computers. So it's been, it's been kind of saved for you because you're paying monthly for it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it may redundant it, there, there may be 10 versions of it. You may have 10 copies this way. If one goes down, there's always a backup, which one of the benefits of cloud computing is that exact premise, the redundancy of it. Um, you own that, that space. Nobody else is using your space. You're in your own little kind of box and nobody can touch it. So, all right, let me back up a little bit. I meant my home computer. Does my com my home computer storage ever get linked into this network where somebody might be leasing a spa piece on it that I don't even know? Uh, not unless you've signed up. There actually, there are programs where you can, um, the, the SETI program, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Okay. Uh, you install a piece of software on your computer and when you're not using your computer, SETI uses your computer to run a bunch of tasks and offload, you know, the main servers. So you can sign up for programs that do that. Um, but unless you've been, I don't know, infected by some sort of a virus or something like that. No, nobody's, nobody's using your computer for anything. Yeah. Just curious. All right. The last thing I have for you, Dave. What is a song you never want to hear again? Jesus Christ. Right now it's fucking 
Kate Bush running up that hill. Don't don't get go get caught in the moment, right? Don't have oh, dude, uh, it's on every fucking time. I XM radio the the hits one channel every fucking time I turn on my car and that channel is on that song is on and I want to murder somebody. Yeah. Well, the other day we had a song on. It was on the top forty channel. We got out of the car. We got back into the car almost exactly two hours later, and the song was still on. So it was so on it, the second it, rotation. It, it, it was yeah. on the second rotation. <laughs> no, no, don't don't get caught in like recent bias and stuff like that. Like, what's one like a song you've heard a million times or has been on a million times and you've had to change it, like stuff like that? Um, I have I have a tie. I think two songs. Do you want me to okay, give you mine first? while you think? Yeah. So the first one is Whitney Houston's. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You or The Bodyguard, whatever that song is actually yeah, called. Yeah, I Will Always Love You, yeah. Uh, fuck that song, I could do it out. Which, the by the way, the was a cover. She did not write that. Yeah, it's, uh, what's the big titty girl's name? Dolly Parton, right? She wrote that? I think she wrote that. Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I'll have to look that one up. I thought I do, it was the Everly Brothers or something like that. I do like how Big Titty Lady just went right by you. You didn't even say anything about it. <laughs> he was like, I'm not point. sure if that was it. Um, the other one is, and this one is probably the lead, is Oasis Wonderwall. Oh, I actually love that song. Oh my god! I don't hear it enough. Oh, fuck's sake! Yeah. As a guitar player, though, I've played that song enough times because I used to play it for my daughter's chorus in school, and that was the one song that they would play all the time. No, it's people. Um, like I would have to say REM's "Losing My Religion." Oh, see, that's a that, song that I haven't heard in a while, though. That song is akin to someone putting their nails and running them down a chalkboard <laughs> to me. It, it, when it was in its heyday, it was on every fifteen minutes on every station and I, I never understood why it got the level of play that it did until I understood how the music industry works and the companies with the most money um, get their artists the most playtime. So, uh, and that was one of them and I fucking hate that song. Every time I hear it, I change the channel. Fun fact, REM was the first concert I ever went to. Oh, really? Fun fact, Poison, was the first concert I ever went to. They just played in Phoenix with Motley Crue, <laughs> Def Leppard, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Wow. Same concert. Nice. All right. So um, one other thing is, as David has talked about in the past, you've heard him mention this quite a few times on the podcast. He gets bored with stuff after a while. So what Are I you need, really going to bring this up? No. What I need from people is... Make sure you're liking, subscribing, rating, emailing, leave comments, all of those good things. Make it where David has to continue to love this show. Because <laughs> his, his uh, attention span for this might have been replaced by golf recently. So we got to make sure to keep him interested. One so, of my many, many, many hobbies. Yes. Now we're, we're getting up there in episodes. And yeah, I'm, I'm not as excited about it as I was 88 episodes ago. 88 fucking weeks ago yeah and you know what we're seeing when it comes to listeners is there's a tail and the the because look this david said there's 88 episodes um the summer hits covid didn't help right and though we started in covid like those type things so sometimes some older episodes are still getting a lot of plays as they they kind of tail downwards and then newer ones don't so Look, if you're, we just want to know you're listening. So please rate us on iTunes. Leave a comment if you'd like. Send us an email. Um, anything like that that you can do would be great because I want to make it where David has to continue to love the show. Um, and then if not, we'll uh, we who knows I, I when the next time we'll see. I think that's called sexual assault. You can't make me love you, Michael. You cannot. And with that, 
I just had my Me Too moment. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm David Michael. And we're Ridiculously Ridiculously Bored. Bored.